Thank you for joining me at Where Is My Mom Manual Podcast. It is my prayer that this podcast leaves you encouraged and inspired as we study the scriptures together and share our mom stories. If you have a moment, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. I am so grateful that you have joined me today and the family of moms that are seeking a greater spiritual encounter and strength for the journey. God bless, and I hope that this word edifies you. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's podcast because it is not just me, but I have a co-host, my co-host and dear friend, Jessica Coots. And this is something new that we are doing, and we are going to be faithful to doing the podcast because my friend is a scheduler and she works on a schedule and she keeps me in line. And so I, I really needed her in this endeavor. And so I asked her to join me. And so why don't you say hello? Hi. <laughs> so, um, I know I've done the podcast before with Lauren, um, and I'm super excited to, I guess, start doing as a co-host and, um, We've just been diving into the Word, and I'm super excited about studying, and uh, God's just doing all kinds of stuff, showing us all kinds of things, and so I'm super excited to share with y'all what the Lord gives us each week. It's so true. It's been really encouraging to, to study in preparation for this time of Bible study for our podcast listeners. But in doing so, I feel like I've reached a certain level of spiritual maturity because in studying the word for others, you teach yourself so much and it's so powerful. So the word is alive and it teaches not only me, but hopefully we can share what God gives us and really we can grow together. And so this isn't going to be limited to just me and Jessica. We are we are going to bring on guests. And just the future of this podcast is really exciting. God's going to do great things. And so we're going to go ahead and dive right in. And we're just going to bring our kids along with us and just reveal something maybe embarrassing about them. But today we are talking about the blood and how it transforms us. And um, <laughs> I was driving here to Jessica's house and my son who is four year four years old and really into cowboys he has decided that he needs to listen to cowboy music and where this interest came from I have no idea but he knows that there is cowboy songs and we we were driving here and he's like you know I want to listen to a cowboy song I was like, well, I don't know what a cowboy song is. So I turned on, this train is bound for glory. This train, and that was not cowboy enough. He was like, no, mama, the song's going to say like, cowboy, cowboy. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to see what you're talking about. And so I, I look up kids' cowboy songs. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. And so um, I, I was like, let me look up country Christian music. And um, the first thing that pops up is Blake Shelton, God's Country. And I press play, and he's like, that's it, that's it. And he's holding up his cowboy gun. He's just, yee-haw, in the back seat. And I was like, oh, dear Lord. And so, um, yeah, we're going to have to pray. We're going to have to pray. Um, the kids need prayer now as we speak. But, you know, um, I'm not I'm not going to cave in and let them listen to country music. I'm just going to have to find something. I, 
I don't know what kind of Christian country music we can listen to. We're going to have to change interest completely. But that is just the way that we are born. We are born interested in the things of this world. And your word, whenever you sent it to me, it really inspired me. We need the blood applied to our home. We need the change of the new birth experience. We need the Holy Ghost so that we can be born again, changed in the way that we think, changed in the way that we view the world and the the appetite that we have from birth. From birth, we see that our kids are interested in worldly things. Have you experienced that with your kids? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, are you even alive if you haven't experienced it? Um, It's funny that she brings up Logan with country music because Ben is on the opposite end of the spectrum and he wants rock and roll music. Like the fingers up in the air and rock and roll. Yeah. Head bobbing. And clearly we don't listen to rock and roll music. But um, Brent likes to listen to instrumental music, which was like, you know, drums and guitar and all that. So we had to X nay on the instrumental right now until he gets a little bit older and understands. Um, But also from a girl mom perspective, um, as an apostolic woman and who believes in being holy because the Lord is holy We don't wear makeup or fingernail polish or rings or bracelets or jewelry or any of that stuff. And as I'm saying it, Charlotte's shaking her head no because we don't believe in it, do we? And, um, but, uh, she's whispering, buy me a watch. We do wear watches. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But, uh, no, so one time she had gotten, um, I think like chapstick or lip gloss And I walked in and she was painting her fingernails with her lip gloss. And I was like, oh, Charlotte, we can't paint our fingernails. We can't paint our toenails. So Jesus made us just the way we are and we don't have to do that. And, you know, when I was telling her about that, it's just like the world to instantly instill in our little girls at the age of two. I mean, she's two and a half, almost three. And every little girl toy out there is um, makeup and jewelry and uh, fingernail polish and all the things to create vanity in their their minds. And um, as a praying mother and parent, we have to plead the blood over them because they are enough and they are exactly how God wanted them to be. And through pleading the blood and prayer and the word, we can teach them about that. And because it's not just, um, it's not just because I said so. It's because that's what the word of God says. That's what God gave us 2000 years ago to apply to life today because his blood is still applied today. Every day we wake up and we apply his blood to our life because without it, I mean, who knows where we would be? It would be scary. It would be a scary place. So, right. And I like what you're saying in that we should apply the word, apply the blood in those moments because in those moments we have a teaching point. They are struggling with something that we don't agree with or we we're trying to teach the difference in of being separate. And if we really have an answer to give in those moments, we will 
have holy children with a foundation. And so that's the beautiful part of being a mom to children in this time of curiosity. Um, today, you're bringing the Word of God to us. So why don't you go ahead and open with your, your passage and tell us a little bit about what God's laid on your heart. So um, today, the, the Lord, or this past week, the Lord's really been dealing with me about um, the Word and it being engrafted into our hearts um, because what comes out of our mouth is what's in our hearts. And I want the, I want the Word of God to be in my heart. Also for, you know, for being a parent as well. I mean, I wanna, I don't want to just teach my kids to, um, well, mom, because mommy said so or because pastor said so. I want it to be because they know the Word of God and it's instilled into their lives because the Bible says, um, what is the Bible, what's the scripture about it being, um, you're teaching your kids about the Word. My Word has been in my heart. Yes, yeah, something like that. I don't know, the, my thought just left me. And we have, we have our babies, and so if y'all hear them, just excuse them. But, um, so yeah, the, the, just it being the word and grafted into our hearts, it's just been on my mind. It's been in my spirit. Um, uh, I've, I've dreamed, I've had a dream about, um, oneness and denominal churches coming to oneness. And I just, I feel such a stirring in the atmosphere for truth to be spoken. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we talked about it, um, I know all the Asbury stuff going on and just revivals happening, and I'm so excited about that because God's coming back for His 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 bride very soon. But the scripture I wanted to read today was Revelations 12 and 11, and they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. And the word interpreted here is logos, meaning the wisdom and intelligence of God. It was with it was the Logos spoken by Jesus, God manifested in the flesh, that he caused the devil to retreat from him in the wilderness. Jesus spoke forth the oracles of God to overcome the works of the devil, and it, it is written, He cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. That was in Matthew 8 and 16. Because Jesus destroyed the works of the devil and his principles and powers by his sacrifice on Calvary, Demons flee when commanded to do so in the name of Jesus. And why is that? Because we speak the name. When we speak the name of Jesus over our children, over our homes, over our situations that we face, demons flee when they're commanded to because they have to. They can't stay when the name of Jesus is mentioned. And that's that's powerful. I mean, if you've got a situation that you're facing right now, speak the name of Jesus over it, command it to leave, command, you know, in a dream that I had, there was a spirit, an antagonistic spirit attacking my husband and I, and I told it, that's enough. And it shut up. It, It was quiet when I said that's enough. And that's all it takes. Because if you are if you were born of the water and the spirit and you've received the gift of the Holy Ghost, there's power inside of you. Mm-hmm. There's, you've got the Holy Ghost. It's there. You just have to activate it. I, and with that in mind, yesterday after speaking at the church, I believe that the, the ministry 
if you're in any type of ministry, you're going to see an attack on your kids, on your family, because that is the work of the devil is to wear out the saints. And so you may see on days where you have church, or even if you're not in ministry and you're just trying to get to the house of the Lord, those are some of the hardest days. <laughs> like exhausting. Nobody slept the night before. Everybody's grumpy in a bad mood. Dinner didn't work out. Everything's going to go wrong sometimes. It's so true. And then we come home after church on Sundays, and I, I feel like I can barely put one foot in front of the other. I work on my third cup of coffee, and I'm just like, I can't do anymore. But I've noticed that last night after I'd gotten home, um, we were laying in bed and Logan was like, mama, I'm scared. I'm scared. I think there's spiders. I think there's spiders under the bed. And I was just like, no, in the name of Jesus, I cast out fear. I cast out fear and I plead the blood over my children because there are uncontrollable circumstances that surround our homes. The, the spirit of fear, it is something that can be cultivated and, um, entertained through what we watch and what we allow our children to be entertained with. But, and also there is an attack to bring down the home of ministry. And after pouring out, I was like, I can see, I see the attack of the enemy and I'm not going to accept it. And so I said, I plead the blood of Jesus. And I laid there holding my kids until they fell asleep. And I just, I, I, I let the Holy Ghost flow in that room. And I, I'm not lying to you. I looked over in the corner of my room and there was a dark figure but I said, in the name of Jesus, and I just started seeing these sparkling white lights all over my room. And I just, I, I spoke in tongues for at least a good 30 minutes. I was like, not going to happen, not today. And that's the power of the blood. Yeah, and, and the, the Bible says that casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captip, captivity every thought to obedience of Christ. That's in Corinthians. We have authority in the name of Jesus, and we do it by activating the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We have the Word. That's why it's so important. It is so important, and I'm preaching to the choir, preaching to myself, to get that Word in you, because we can activate it. If we've got it in us, we can pull it out, and God can use it. Mm -hmm. And you know, along with what Lauren had just said about the spirit of fear, the same thing happened to me on Saturday night with Charlotte. Um, something, she had a bad dream or we don't know what was happening. And she was screaming at the top of her lungs and pointing in the air like she saw something. And Brent immediately said, that is the spirit of fear. And I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And she went back to sleep and, you know, nothing else happened. So, Activate what God has given you. Mm-hmm. Activate it. It's there. It is waiting on us. He's waiting on us. He's waiting on this vessel to get cleaned up, cleaned out, so he can pour into it and use us. And, you know, I feel like sometimes we expect, I don't know, it, it's a its a feeling, a pressure to make sure that our kids understand everything. And I made up my mind yesterday. I think today's society is a society that's been told no, and just deal with the consequences. Mama said no, so that's that's that. Oh, yeah, sure. And so we are kind of trying to, a generation trying to change that and say, no, we're going to give them a reason. And we were just talking about that just a moment ago, saying they're going to have a foundation. And that's great. And we should. We should give them a foundation of the gospel and the truth. But at the same time, there is a 
understanding of the of the power of Jesus and there is an understanding of the wickedness of the devil and the evil out in this world. There's an understanding of black and white. And I spoke to Logan as though he understood it all. I didn't I didn't try and explain it to him. I was like, you know what? You are afraid, but Jesus is bigger. Jesus is in this room and he's gonna help you. And it was just that was enough. Yeah, in VeggieTales, what does it say? God is bigger than the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> he's bigger than Godzilla or the monsters on TV. Because he is. He's yeah. bigger than all. He's bigger than all of that. And like she said, we don't have to break it down. We can just simply say, no, you don't have to worry about that because God's greater than that fear. Yeah. God's greater than that bad dream. And um. If we don't become, as parents, become knowledgeable of uh, spiritual warfare, then we can't fight those things. And it loops right back around to getting the Word in you. Having prayer. I mean, uh, what does it say in... Where is it at? While you're finding that verse, I was going to say, you know, um, I think the past few weeks... I have noticed more and more that the name of Jesus, we know that all of hell trembles at the mention of that name. And so all I have to say to my kids a lot in in, in their growth and, and in their interests that, that aren't always aligning with what we know is right and wrong, I've been saying, no, Jesus doesn't like that. Jesus isn't happy with that. And there is a conviction in the name of Jesus. Why do you think that the world says, the name of Jesus in vain, because there's a power in that name. When we say the name of Jesus, there is an instant soul satisfaction. The name of Jesus brings attention from heaven and hell. And what's most powerful is while the disciples try to cast away the children and say, oh, get them away. Jesus said, no, suffer the little children to come unto me because they understand that name. They understood him when adults didn't. And our children understand Jesus. They, my, my son, Logan, when I say Jesus doesn't like that, instant tears and, oh, I'm so sorry, because Jesus is real. So don't be afraid to tell your children, while we may think this is too big of a concept for them, the blood is too big for them to understand. No, Jesus knew that their understanding was greater than our skepticism and our, our wisdom is too, too knowledgeable sometimes to understand, you know. But the blood is alive and it's powerful to our children and it applies and we should we should use it in our daily conversation with them. Yeah, and I'll t- tag along with that too, um, our world or our generation, I guess, they would love to say, oh no, that was for the days of the Old Testament or, you know, that that's not for this generation now, but... It is for now. Mm-hmm. It you know, all of the things that we're experiencing that they make sure they might have experienced it long ago, but we have a whole new outlook on who he is and what he can do and the the miraculous. The Bible is is a as a guide and it's a map, but I believe we're going to see greater than what they saw back then because. We have so much. We have so many more resources than they did back then. I mean, we, there's so many Bible studies and books, and uh, preachers, and you know, 
if you're not getting the word out of anything, you're not paying attention because it's everywhere. And the foundation is, is for now for sure. But, um, I, I was reading this earlier and it says, love is only a word until it is demonstrated and in like manner, blood is only a word until it is used. Mm. And I, I thought, you know, until it's applied, it's just blood. That's good. You know, until the children of Israel put blood over their door facings in Egypt, it was just blood before that. Right. But when it was applied to that door facing, there was a protection that came. And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There was a protection that came over those children of Israel and their children. Yes. Apply the blood today for Amen. your family because you can be protected. There's things that you don't have to fight if you have the blood applied. There's things that that my children won't have to fight that I had to because the blood is applied in my home and is applied over their lives. So, woo, I'm thankful today for the blood. Yes. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If your family struggles with mental illness, depression, what can make you whole? What can bring every thought into captivity? Nothing but the blood. And so that is such a powerful thought. Apply the blood. Don't let it lie useless in a corner and in the Word and use it today. Yeah, even in even in the... Um the whenever Moses had came down and he was building the temple and they they had to go in and and do all these sacrifices they didn't just they didn't just drain the blood of the the animal they were sacrificing when they drained that blood they took the blood and they splattered it on the altar mm-hmm. i mean they applied the blood to the altar yes. if you're not applying the blood to your altar you're wasting your time you're wasting your time. You're not you're not being effective in anything that you're you're doing. Right. So thankfully we don't have to do that anymore. Thank you Jesus and we can just go to that spiritual altar or the physical altar in the church, but you know, take that that supernatural spiritual blood and apply it. I mean, it, it's it's so powerful. And I just my heart stirred, my thoughts are stirred, and I just I want to make sure that I have the word just oozing out of oozing out of me because if we're not applying the word, if we're not applying the blood, we can't go out and reach the lost. Right. I mean, if if we walk up to a stranger, God's not going to be able to pull anything out of you if you're not get putting anything in. Mm-hmm. So you want to hear something? I just had a thought. I'm excited. You've My heart's stirred. This is such a powerful word. I was thinking about how whenever you're cleaning a deer and you have blood all over you, anything you touch after you have got blood on you mm. is going to be covered in blood. Yeah. So whenever you've applied the blood to your children, there's going to be something that transforms mm-hmm. the world around your children because they are covered in blood. Yeah. They're covered in the blood. So where is other children are being affected by everything around them. They're, they're, they're just sponges absorbing the world. Our children are spreading the gospel. They are spreading the anointing and the blood. 
And we, when we have blood dripping off of us, it's, it's anointing and impacting our world. So anoint your children every morning, applying the blood to your life, to your children's life, so that we can change our world. We don't have to be sponges absorbing the world. We can transform our world. Yeah, I love that. Um, we pray over every morning on the way to school and we pray every night going to bed and my kids can quote, um, Deuteronomy six and four and Ephesians six and four, is that Ephesians six and four, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the other day we were laying down and I looked at Ben and I lay with him next to him in bed and I say, Hey, Baba, I said, is there is there three gods? Is it, is it the father, the son, and the Holy ghost? He rolled his eyes and he said, no mama. And I was like, well, I mean, how many are there? He said, there's just one. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh, I said, what's his name again? And he screamed, Jesus, y'all. I about shouted (laughs) plum out of that twin size bed and on down the hallway because we're applying the blood. That's good. And he knows. And I, I and I don't say that in a boastful way. But I say that knowing that my baby's going to grow up. And he's going to know who to call on when he's in desperate need. When he's, when he's hurting. When he's broken. When he's sad. When he's happy. He's going to call on the name of Jesus. And he can have the blood. Plead, you know, plead the blood over his children. Over his family. Because it was applied to his life. And um, I'm going to read one more thing, and I'll give it back to Lauren. And it says, This compromise our allegiance to God and weakens our power base to engage in warfare because we are, albeit unknowingly, on the wrong side, so to speak. A house, your spiritual house, divided, divided cannot stand. Jesus said it this way. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. If Satan and if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? But if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is to come unto you. Mm, Girl. There's, that's so deep. That's an anointed word that you've brought to us today. So in a nutshell, what that passage means to me is stop trying to fight the world without the blood. Stop trying to teach your children how to be good, upstanding citizens without the Lord in the midst of it. Let the blood be entangled in every decision so that we can have godly saints and apostolic Holy Ghost-filled children that make a difference. And you know, it may not always look like we're doing anything, but like you said, if we keep teaching them, if we keep applying the blood, it's going to stick. It's going to, it's going to come. We're going to see the results of faithfulness. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So if we're doing it part-time, we're going to see part-time results. If we're doing it faithfully, we're going to see full-time effects on our children. So thank you for delivering the word and We hope that this has impacted you today. It was such a powerful time, and we look forward to speaking with you each Thursday. Is that that's what we've kind of worked on? Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, today's Wednesday, so we can maybe get it out Thursday morning. Oh, see what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Thursday. We're working on this. We're getting it. But I'm so thankful. I have my my friend Jessica helping me with this. Excited. I really am. I'm so excited to. Um, to study the word and uh, 
I'm just, I'm just excited. God, God is just blowing my mind with some stuff. Maybe next week we can share more, but, um, I'm just, I'm excited. God's doing great things. It's like the best and yet scariest, weirdest times. Heaven is touching earth in such a mighty way. It's like in the midst of the greatest darkness of America. It's, the greatest darkness of America. God is just pouring out with spirit. Yeah, everywhere. we're seeing a hunger, a, a hunger in people like I've never seen. Yeah. And we all see it. We're all just like, what? Is this for real? Yeah, even a hunger in, in the church. I mean, I've been going faithfully to church probably for the last 10 years. And, you know, it's like you, you get in the motions and the routine of, the, of doing the same thing. But then it was all of a sudden like this year hit and everybody's looking up going, wait, wait, I need to do more. I'm mm-hmm. missing out. What am I? I need to do more. I need to do more. And it's, I'm telling you, God's coming back for his church. It ain't going to be long. So I'm going to close on this thought. I was watching, um, some YouTube, well, I was on YouTube and I was looking up the news. I'm a news junkie. I love to watch the news and beneath the Fox news little thing link, there was a, a reel, and it, it said a testimony of a dream from um, Jesus coming back. And it was a woman who was not in truth, and she was sobbing. And she's like, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I just had a dream. The Lord woke me up, and He said He's coming. And I was like, oh, wow, that hit home. And it was just powerful because I, too, have had dreams recently of the Lord coming. And if God, if we can't speak to somebody about Jesus coming back, God's giving dreams. God's stirring our world. And if you have a lost loved one, just pray. Plead the blood over them and let the blood do the work. Jesus can speak when we have not the words. The Word of God can minister to them. There is so many opportunities for people's hearts to be stirred in this end time hour. So we are going to close out here. And I appreciate you, Jessica. And I hope you have a blessed day. Thanks. And I'm so excited for next week. So we'll talk to you all then. God bless. Thank you for listening to Where Is My Mom Manual with your host, Lauren Huerta. There are thousands of podcasts out there, and the fact that you chose to listen to this podcast means so much to me. If you enjoyed today's podcast, join us next week on Thursday morning as we will be interviewing a dear friend of mine who has an incredible story to share with you. If you are interested in joining our growing community of moms helping other moms stay encouraged, please subscribe and share this podcast. Post about it on social media or leave a review on it. And if you have a burning question that you would like addressed in our next podcast, please email me at whereismymommanual at gmail.com. To catch all of the latest from me, follow me on Facebook at Lauren Wertha. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.